0: All right, what's going on, y'all? So, on September 1st, New York State passed new regulations that allowed for an early opportunity at harvesting does. All right, so that was from September 11th to September 19th, and that opportunity was only available to hunters in certain WMUs, wildlife management units, um, probably less than 20. Um, units in total had the opportunity to hunt those with a legal firearm or bow hunt them so um now normally for me September weekends of September are the opportunity for me to get in some last-minute scouting but this um, like I said early opportunity for deer hunting um, kind of threw a wrench in those plans so I decided to turn What was originally scheduled as a scouting day, I decided to turn into as a, uh, let's say, a hunting dry run, if you will. So, um, whereas I was planning on, originally planning on heading out with only, you know, my um, hip pack, um, binos, and rangefinder, I now went out uh, with my climber, my bow, um, everything I needed for my hunt so that was saturday september 18th so that morning um that was my goal spend the morning up in my climber and um i got into the woods and um at about i want to say 4 30 4 45 a.m um sunrise was at about six forty-five, and uh i started walking i had hiked into the woods maybe about 10 15 minutes When I realized I had not put in my parking permit I was basically just parked on the side of the road Which probably would have left me uh, What's the word? Susceptible to Or left me vulnerable Whatever the word is I could have gotten towed You know what I'm saying? Either a ticket or towed And I didn't want to be spending no money like that So now I had to hike back The way I came Just to put that parking permit in my freaking mirror So um, got that done Headed back into the woods again Of course, as quiet as I can be, still under the cover of darkness. And um, made it over to the spot I wanted to hunt. Climbed up that tree. Felt good. Felt everything coming back to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, Everything that I had learned and practiced last season. So, uh, got into the tree. Said my prayer for the day. And then just relaxed and just waited. Now, around the time that I got accustomed to... The woods coming alive, like you know what I'm saying, when you start hearing the birds chirping, the squirrels moving, stuff like that. I noticed that it was oddly quiet, like, pretty much all I heard were crickets, nothing else. Like, I heard nothing, I mean, it was silent. I didn't hear br- uh, actually, you know what, I'm wrong. Um, I did hear a turkey goblin, so that was pretty cool. Um, it, w- it had to- it was a Jake or a Tom, um, it was gobbling like crazy and then disappeared. Um, he was out of earshot after after a while So um, like I said, I spent the whole morning up there And um, heard nothing, saw nothing, zero movement So a little after 9 o'clock, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to call it Because if I was hunting for the day, you know, the entire day anyway I would have gotten out of the tree at that point uh, Maybe have gone till 10 o'clock, gotten down and just relaxed for a couple hours And then head back in but um i was calling for the day and i was just gonna scout on my way out of the woods um so face the tree and get ready to climb down and um i hear some you know branches being broken but like hard and um hear moving like pretty quick moving through the through the woods so i uh turn to my left and out the corner of my eye what do i see a black bear yes ladies and gents I officially laid my eyes on a black bear in the wild, an animal that I've only seen in pictures, in museums, and in zoos. And that's about it. I'm not going to lie, I was a bit spooked because mentally I wasn't prepared to hunt um, any black bear. And um, for the most part, everything I've read and stories I've heard it's kind of beware the mama bird So the first thing I did I, like, I stopped climbing down the tree And I scanned to see if there were any cubs around And um, saw no cubs And I just kept my behind Once I realized there were no cubs I just kept my behind up in the tree For about another 15-20 minutes Before I decided to climb down And then head back to my car So that is that My little brush with uh, a black bear first time I've ever seen one was pretty cool experience so hope you enjoyed that story as much as I like telling it. Welcome to episode 68 of When The Hunt Calls, the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black guy from New York City, and I believe the only podcast hosted during a person's lunch break in the back of their delivery truck. Either way, thank you guys for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Like I like to tell y'all sometimes, if it's your first time listening, I appreciate you taking the, the time out to give this podcast a chance. Hope you enjoy the content. Um, if you are a return listener a loyal follower uh, a subscriber even um, i'm gonna well i'm gonna say thank you first and then i'm gonna ask if you haven't already head over to the review section of whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast and hook a brother up with a rating a five star rating if you will and if you're feeling truly generous write a dope review i'd really appreciate it all right jumping right into things things all right my guest today is john nell um john is a dude that i got to meet um early uh, last year early in february 2020 to be exact uh we met up at the great american outdoor show uh we'll touch on that during um you know our conversation we have some mutual uh social media friends uh that kind of connected the two of us and um he's a really cool dude love his love his content on social media um he's always forthcoming with advice um great salesperson uh, great leader um i believe when it comes to uh people that he mentors and uh works with all right so without further ado y'all go ahead and listen to my conversation with john Nell. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, John Nell. What's going on, brother? Hey,
1: buddy. How you making out, brother? Good, good. And yourself? Not bad, man. Not bad. It's been a long time since we actually saw each other face-to-face. Um, shout out to Isaac and, you know, and the boys back there. I think it was uh, another guy who was with us, uh, Craig,
0: who introduced yeah. us over
1: at the uh, NRA Expo. Uh, yeah, the outdoor yeah. expo or whatever NRA sponsor or whatever. But um <laughs> what a great like expo and it was a great time just hanging out with you. And uh, you know, I just, just a shout out to Isaac for really connecting us because, you know, you're really, you know, we're we're very close in geographic location. you know, you were in New York City, I was down in South Jersey. And um it was really cool just kind of seeing, you know, the different approaches from a different state and being very close. You know, a lot of these western, you know, hunters come out here and you know, they get bored, you know, immediately when they start doing the East Coast hunting style. So it was uh, <laughs> kind of nice hanging out with somebody that kind of knows the ropes on the east side. So uh, how's I everything with you, though? Good, man? I
0: agree, Man, I can't complain. You know what it is. Another
1: day, another dollar,
0: you know? Absolutely. For, absolutely. For- just to give uh, my listeners a little background i met john at the great american outdoor show which is um like a, a a hunting expo that is sponsored by the the nra um we have a mutual friend shout out to isaac aliman and isaac jr as a matter of fact uh these Both father and son doing big things within the hunting industry and community. And um, Isaac was someone that I had bonded with on Instagram. Not not first over hunting, but over sneakers because we both collect Jordans. Um, And what happened was Isaac at the time was working for Easton. And um, I was heading to the show, so that was my opportunity to meet him, link up with him, um, and at the booth, the Easton booth over there at that show. And then you came over. Um, I, I think you were kind of volunteering your time to help out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've, I you know, I met Isaac years ago, or about a year before I went out to Easton with a, a buddy of mine, Adam Bender, on a little project that we did, and. It was a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time with Easton, fell in love. They brought me into the family. And um, actually, the former president of Easton, uh, Mark uh, Pezone, he's my actually one of my business mentors right now. Uh, I still talk to him all the time, even though he's out of the industry. And, you know, it was kind of nice. Uh, it, it was, it's fun to me. You know, I, I enjoy being a part of the industry and, and, and kind of helping out and, and donating some time because I feel like you really get a, a sense of the culture, you really get to learn, uh, the ins and outs. And, and again, you, you, I, I have a lot of fun doing it. You know what I mean? Um, I have a lot of passion with, uh, with archery, with being in the outside outside industry and out, outdoors. And, uh, you know, my background is technology. So I've always felt like I, I've, I got, I got a bunch of people addicted, just like heroin to, to the internet <laughs> and to cell phones and stuff like that. So I try to, you know, I really try to give back and, get people addicted to now the outdoors and, and unplugging and really appreciating, you know, just being outside and listening to nature and just having fun. Um, So I I do a lot with, you know, different, different, I have different partnerships with different industries and different, different manufacturers where it helps get their name out there, helps get these, these archers and these, these, you know, people into the outdoors and it it just helps everyone out really. Um, So I really take a lot of pride in that. And I, I guess that's kind of where, that love and passion came through um, later on with you know the, the mentorships and and the teaching and the working with the state and different programs. So um, I'll shut up and stop rambling now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a lot nah, of fun nah. for me. It's all good, brother. And, as a matter of fact, um, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna circle back to this later about because you brought up a keyword in mentorship, and there's um this one dude Brad on yep. on um, Instagram that you put on, and dude is, yo like he he. He's dove headfirst into into all yeah. of this, which is really cool. But before, like yeah. I said, but circle back to that. Before I want to know, um, like how did you get into hunting? Is it something that you took on later on in life? Or is it is it something a lifestyle for you or a tradition within your family?
1: So as much as I'd like to say that uh, I've done this for a while, I'm actually rather new. I'm probably five to seven years in to hunting um you know i i I jumped right in uh and 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 i'm all or nothing i'm a buy once cry once um i don't i don't mess around when i jump into something i jump into it and you know i started off with that hoyt power max you know love that thing i dropped a couple deer with that first year um really got addicted at that point um that next year is when I actually went out to Utah to shoot the total archery challenge with, you know, Isaac, with, with, with Bender and, uh, with like the Cabela's crew. So it was really neat kind of getting the factory tour for Hoyt a couple times, going through Easton, just seeing everything. And, and that, I would say that is what really sunk the anchors into me. That's, that's what really hooked me. is just the, just, just the family um, atmosphere that both companies Easton at, at Hoyt, you know, th- these guys just really made me feel like a part of the crew, um, soaked up a lot of knowledge. And then from there, I was addicted to the tap. I went home, I started buying, you know, you know, the fletching kits, the arrow saws, I have a vice, I have I have the press, I have everything now, you know what I mean? And, you know, after that, I started working at a shop, Bob's little sports shop, South Jersey, was working there every Saturday. And, you know, you 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 get into the you get into the, the just the whole culture of it, and just really trying to understand um, how you can help people out and how you can make it an easier experience for new hunters and stuff like that. Because my my philosophy is, you know, you have to make it easy for the person to buy from you, and unfortunately, we we make it very difficult in this industry. And you know, the easier it is to say, hey, how about you just come in here and shoot a couple of bows, see if you like it first, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Try it out. And then save a couple bucks, do some more research, come back in and and pull a trigger on something, buy something pre-owned, maybe buy something that that's brand new, that's entry level, and then go from it from there, put into it what you want. And, uh, you know, when I did, when I got into it, I put my all into it and I just been addicted ever since. So, uh, that's kind of how I got into it. I had a buddy Doug who got me into hunting. I sat with him one time. And from that time on, I was, I was on, I was, it was into it, um, and that's also one of the most beneficial and most the biggest thing i love about about hunting is the actual experience with your buddies being able Mm. to just be able to talk crap and you know uh and not even not just talk crap but be able to be there for your buddy right be Mm -hmm. when when he calls you and he says, dude got a big buck or i got a doe just drop some i need might need your help like bro let's get it i'll get my dog let's go get him so uh being able to have the truck, or you know, have the time, or extra flashlight, or a couple things in the eyes, or just an extra hand—you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, it's just that—that's like the the most rewarding thing I think with hunting is the fact that you can help your buddy out. You can have a couple back straps, a couple brews and a couple stories for the rest of your life. You know.
0: That's what's up, brother. Definitely, I totally agree with that. Now, you you mentioned working at a at a shop in South Jersey. Is New Jersey where you're originally from?
1: yeah so i grew up in south jersey uh, my whole life it wasn't uh, you know people don't look at jersey as the uh, as an outdoor state but we have a, we have a ton of public land a ton very rich very diverse we actually have one of the biggest bear populations and the smallest density of uh, people i believe it is or there's some stat like that but uh, our mm. former our, our governor actually recently banned the bear hunt and uh yeah. it's, it's, causing, it's causing an issue man There's there's bears all over the place and you know, it's, it's, it's going to come down to it where someone gets hurt and then it's going to be our tax dollars being spent, uh, for, for just a call and someone to come out there and just, just professional hunters to kill. And, you know, obviously, you know, the state benefits from us hunters, you know, we, we spend a lot of money in in tags and, and, and fixing up stuff and conservation dollars from, from just the hunting tags itself. And, we're missing out on that and i think really definitely we need that back and um to be very fair i was on the, the board for the backcountry hunters and anglers for new jersey um i was actually one of the founding members that helped start it up and that was one of the main things we started up is to go after that bear hunt again and i you know if any jersey people are out there i definitely think you should reach out and maybe help out and uh, try to get that back on because it's it's i'm very passionate about that we definitely need to get that back on
0: now just so i understand that and even so my my listeners understand that the the governor kind of kind of almost um, what i'm looking for i think kind of backdoored it really no
1: yes. because ignored, because ignored all the science all yeah, the science and, all the everything
0: and not only it wasn't that he just banned it totally wasn't it like um i want to say it was more um he didn't allow the uh, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Dang, why am I? i drawing a blank. The the fish and wildlife uh the conservation officers, out, yeah, yeah, out there allow them to even come up with a with a bear management plan, which in turn, if one isn't isn't created and uh I guess passed, then therefore bear hunting can't be allowed. Correct.
1: Correct. It was more based on emotion than actual science, and unfortunately yeah. they didn't they didn't give any of the, the New Jersey wildlife people a, a time and day and kind of hurt us a little bit, but um, you know, again, all do all all bad things come to an end, and you know, I think we'll we'll, we'll get it back one day. But uh, you know, there's a lot of hunters out there that are still doing it. You know, I mean, there's a guy up in uh, North Jersey. His name's Kevin. Uh, I think he just won states right now. He's he's awesome hunter. I have to look him up, but he he's he's hunting some bears right now. I think he goes up to New York to get that done. Um, but yeah, like I was saying before, just New Jersey is very diverse with, with, with wildlife. I mean, I've got a buddy, Billy Z who's spearfishing now, uh, spear fishing. Know, just, yeah, just like, <laughs> he's doing all kinds of stuff, man. So, you know, we've got some, cra- I've got some crazy friends that are out in the outdoors and do that stuff. And, you know, I do go to PA every once in a while out in Montrose and, um, a few other spots there. And, it, it's a lot of fun man you know and, and, and like you said before you know just that's northeast quarter that pa new jersey um you know just just delaware even you know i'm down in maryland now we've got the sick of deers down here i want to pop one of those guys so bad <laughs> um there's a there's a, another podcast sons of fall those guys are pretty awesome they hunt with like brad marchand and stuff like that but they're going after them and i think they just dropped a couple out too so uh, uh it's pretty funny the maryland hunting scenes uh very wild too. A lot of a lot of waterfowl. A lot of uh, a lot of fishing. A lot of crabbing, obviously. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to get one of them sicker deers down, man. Nice,
0: nice Sick of deer. All right.
1: You ever see so, them? No, I haven't. How are <laughs> like they? How deep? are they compared compared to white tail? They're like a little baby elk. They're like this little, it's it's just the wildest little creature. I've never seen one in person yet, but they live in like the wallows and like the, or like just, it's right by the shore. They supposedly live on the Eastern shore, right on the side there in the bays. And um, they're just these wild little creatures. I just, I want to get one so bad. It's uh, And supposedly they taste like 10 times better than whitetail. Um, really? So a, lot of the, so a lot of the whitetail hunters in... Uh, Maryland actually don't even whitetail hunt anymore. They just go after those guys. So they'll have like a muzzleloader season and things like that, which is kind of cool. But, um, but again, very, very, very wild to get. I think uh, Renello did one of them uh, episodes down here when they went after him or something like that. Um, I think Nugent did one too. I'm not sure. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of fun, man. I just love being outside here.
0: Nice. Nice. It's, it's what's dope is hearing the, the energy and excitement in your voice. Like, your love of having hunted you know new jersey and then now your excitement about hunting you know sickle deer in in maryland is dope now let's let's go back to what we were talking about mentoring and the the one gentleman we have in common well i only know him through social media but that's brad is brad in maryland or in jersey
1: brad's in jersey so he's a high school buddy of mine we used to play hockey together he's got a couple kids and um Pretty much the way that happened, he just hit me up. He's like, "Dude, I want to shoot some bow." And uh, I've got another buddy, a mutual friend of ours. His name's Adam. He got a, he did the same thing. Used uh, to a hockey player, um, uh, runs a CrossFit gym. Really good friend of mine. He he hit me up a couple of years before him. He was like, "Dude, I got to shoot too." Um, Adam's just like me though. He bought a triax right away, which is funny. So he got hooked line and sinker just like me um Brad just got just got into it he's 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 rocking and rolling with his bear and uh that guy's shooting every day he's loving it um and it's just it's just consistency and making sure you have like you know somebody to bounce some ideas off of I mean I think one of the hardest things about getting into archery is you know what's Olympic what's what's recurve what's what's this what's bear Mm -hmm. what's you know what I mean there's like you go on Lancaster sites, you sometimes get lost with all the stuff that's on there, right? And uh yeah. especially being a new archer, you know, you have to look at it as like the very beginner, the first time you looked at something. And I try to make it easy, like, okay, here are three choices that I would recommend. Shoot this, shoot this, shoot this. Feel mm-hmm. the difference. You don't make a decision today, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. going into that process slower, I think, is what really makes it um Make the makes the quote-unquote conversion rate a lot a lot higher than what you would um if you just kind of force it you know right away um and look i've had friends that have, i've taken out and they've wanted to shoot a bow and all they wanted to do is fling some arrows for the day and that was good for them and guess that's mm-hmm. cool that's all right too yep. you know what i mean um but you know i think i think that's where these like clubs like garden state archers um You know, that's what, you know, that's where these clubs really kind of really stand out is, you know, having those few people there that mentor that that really give good, good lessons, having a great field course, you know, making it fun. You know, one of the things that, you know, we talked about at Easton a while ago was, you know, maybe someone doesn't want to hit punch paper all the time and doesn't care about hitting the red. You know what I mean? Maybe they just want to shoot a little goblin or something like that. And that was kind of where they, they came up with that that uh, idea of those goblin targets and things like that and the, and the zombie target, right? Um, mm. How many times have you played paintball and you haven't shot a target, but you shot each other? No, I'm not encouraging that with, with archery, but, you know, <laughs> that's, why they have, that's why that marshmallow game came out with the tips and, and they play paintball. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of cool things that I think you can do in the archery world to make it fun, especially for beginners and even children. You know what I mean? Uh, putting a couple balloons up having them pop a couple balloons, making it fun. Um, just like, I don't know if, you know, you grew up in a very competitive atmosphere, but when when you push somebody too far, too fast, uh, especially like a child, if they're trying to learn archery or something like that, it makes it not fun. And it, it makes mm-hmm. the lessons it's almost like school and they don't want to learn. And it's, it's not something to look forward to. So if you always make it fun and something they look forward to, um I think that's, that's going to make it more rewarding and, and and more of it, like I said, a conversion rate and more of a sticky rate with, uh, with, with archery and and the end user.
0: You know what? I had to learn the hard way with my wife. I wish I would have spoken to you first because what happened was my wife saw how much I was growing to love, you know, shooting my bow. Um, and, uh, I wanted her to you know participate with me but she was afraid like she knows how I am she was like she didn't want to be told oh you're like doing this wrong you need to do this this way you need to do that that way she just wanted to shoot a bow and I was like I came to an agreement with her I was like you know what let me just show you enough or at least take you to a range for them to show you enough that you're not going to hurt yourself or anyone else and after that just have fun you know what I'm saying and and she's had a blast um I guess my next step is I'm trying to talk her into getting a bow or letting me, you know, buy her a bow because she's had a blast shooting it. And and like you said, as long as you're not like pressuring or, or you know, or putting a lot of stress on the person like you're you're helping out or whatever, just let them have fun. Like you said, yeah. sometimes they don't want to shoot a target. So like she would. It's funny because she's expressed interest in 3D archery. And not necessarily having to shoot uh, a deer target, but like she finds it funny seeing those goblin targets or or the little uh, not little but those bigfoot targets. Sometimes you see at like at total archery challenge and stuff yep. like that. So it'd be cool. Or the R one hundred.
1: Like, dude, you got to do the take her to the R one hundred. That's the one with all the different like giraffe – not dragons but like dinosaurs and stuff like that. Oh, and all really? The animals. Uh, yeah. All right. So if you t- take her to that one, I think they have a giraffe set up. They have the they have the Yeti, I'm pretty sure. They have they have all that stuff, man. And and like you said, I, I think uh I think Black Rifle and, and like you said, the Isaac brought you know, Isaac's father-son team, you know, those guys they they demonstrate that so beautifully. It's it's more about just going out there and having fun and just, you know, rightfully so, losing a few arrows, maybe. You know what I mean? It's just uh when we when we were shooting with them up at the PA TAC. Um, Billy Z actually smoked it, or missed the target, the alligator target on the top of the mountain. So he jumped into the water and swam after his arrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like everyone's just like clapping at him and making him. It was just so much fun. I mean, it's just you know, and it, you have so much more fun up there in the and you know in, in the mountain just walking around shooting these foam targets. And it's uh it's just a lot of fun, man. It's just I, I I've done two tacks so far, one R one hundred, a couple of the three D you know courses and things like that. There's a there's a club down here that I'm a, a part of, Anne Arundel Archers in Maryland. Um, they've got a little three D course and yeah, I mean I, I think that just encourages good shots, good posture, and and also you know I like shooting those hard you know tactical or not tactical, but but technical. Uh, shots there you know what i mean those those mm-hmm. really make you ready for the season um i remember last year opening day in jersey they have this thing where they had a, it's called earn a buck so opening day the first three weeks you have to kill a doe before you can get a buck tag and if you do kill a doe oh. you get your buck tag early and you, can, and you can go harvest a buck so a lot of hunters will smoke that doe opening day and then it opens up their season a little bit early to go after a couple bucks or a buck excuse me mm-hmm. um but, but, and it gives you kind of an advantage on all the other all archers. So we're all the other hunters there um, with, w- you know, last year opening day, I was living in Maryland. I bought out of state tags, went up there, uh, smoked a I I think I smoked a doe opening day or something like that. And uh, got them, you know, and then I didn't hunt all season. Cause that was it. I just got busy. And, you know, this year, you know, cause of the move it, it's, you know, I got out of state tags again, I'm hunting pretty much all November uh, up in Jersey, which will be fun. And might end over in, in, in Delaware and might end up in, near neck of the woods who knows but uh yeah it's just you know i I save up all my vacation time for this time of year and it's just (laughs) there's nothing more fun than just getting out there and just you know trial and error and trying to find something um you know and even even my buddy danny i think you saw him online too he uh Mm -hmm. He, he, marine, you know, a good buddy of mine, and uh, he's a big gun guy, and you know, he started shotgun hunting a while ago. And he's like, John, how the hell are you still hunting right now? It's like, dude, you gotta get yourself a bow, man. We're hunting six months out of the year over here in Jersey. You gotta. It's like, oh, that's so cool. You six know, so months. Much- yeah, man. It's September to February. Oh wow. Okay yes, you know, so, so. six months. I I counted on my hand to make sure I was right, but yeah, <laughs> six, about six months. And and it's certain, you know, it's certain certain areas in Jersey, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of bucks now. You I think or a lot of you know deer. You get one buck per season. I mean, we get some good stuff now. I, I do hear PA bucks are just massive. I haven't been over there too much, um. So I do plan on going over there. And I think one of the other things that I really like about you, Cliff, is.
0: You know that whole
1: you know urban archer deciding Like I'm an urban hunter. Like I I hunt. You know I like hunting in you know smaller you know plots of land and things like that. I think that's a lot mm. more fun, a little bit more challenging. Because if you can pattern that deer, if you can get in there, it's a lot of fun. I mean, again, you got to play your wind. You got to, You got to go in there at the right time. But you get in there. You I mean the biggest deer I ever killed. Uh, this massive massive deer, uh, right next to this you know residential area. Um, I was far enough away from the house, got everything done, but this massive little deer, I, I, I was sitting for like 45 minutes, man. And, and he walked right in right at the end of the light. And uh, it was funny. I had my trail camera facing me on video. So I, I don't, I don't film my hunts or anything like that, but I got the closing seconds of that big deer, uh, cause this little raccoon kind of walked up on him and spooked him, which was kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, I, I just, it, it's amazing getting out there and just seeing wildlife, man. and. Uh, I just hope you can get out there more and get down here to Jersey or Maryland and kind of pop some stuff with me, man.
0: Oh, dude, I hope so. I hope so. But listen, all right. So here's the thing. Like again, I'm I'm enjoying just hearing you speak because, dude, your your excitement about hunting and such. Like, I we're we're on our phones and I can hear it, and I just love that, bro, about you. Um, one of the reasons, main reasons I want to have you on is because. Um, your attitude, just your positive attitude about, I guess, I guess your work, your positive mental about your work, like you are in sales, right? And you, and, and you manage or lead like, uh, you know, teams of people and stuff like that. And you've got this, this awesome, like, sort of never quit, never say die attitude that I believe, you know, is what leads you to success has led you to successes you've had in work. Um, how do you, I guess, reach that level? You roll that energy over into, into hunting.
1: Great question. Um, it's just an appreciation of life and appreciate for what you have. Um, you know, we all could, you know, we all have things going on. We all have, have issues, have problems, have, have you know trials and tribulations but it's how you go about and how you how you tackle it and how you look at that 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 challenge right um you know one of the, my mindsets is it always could be worse right uh, mm-hmm. You you out there spend a couple hours in the in, in the stand and not see anything but guess what you could be working you know what i mean so you know just going out of it a negative you know getting rid of negative mindsets because it doesn't help anybody um one of my favorite quotes of all time is uh Complaining about a problem without posing a solution is called whining. And I believe it was Teddy or Theodore Roosevelt who said that one. Um, and it's just a fantastic quote. And that's kind of a mindset that I have is I don't like going into the woods and saying, oh, man, what are we going to do? I have no plan. It's like, all right, well, let's figure it out. Let's go for a walk. Let's follow this. Let's do this. Let's follow the transition line. And maybe we'll, we'll smack something over here. Um You know, it's also learning from your mistakes. I think if you make the same mistake over and over again, that's a fault on you. But if you make the mistake the first time and you learn from it, that's that's you know, that's I can't do nothing but applaud that Um, for work. Yeah. I mean, I run a bunch of people. I run about a squad of 10 right now for one team that, you know, I'm in charge of the small business team in Maryland. And I actually run the residential team as well because, they you know, somebody uh, they're not with us anymore, but I'm, I'm rolling their team, too. So I run about a squad, about 20 people right now. Um, I work with the president, uh, often and, uh, help write compensation, training, um, onboarding and scripts for sales and the organization. Um, I help with operations and the manufacturers and the, and the, uh, lead times and, and just, just making sure everybody's doing the, you know, pulling their weight. Um, it's a teamwork, man. It's, I, I try to lead with positivity. Um, I'm, I believe in servant leadership, um, going every day positively, hopefully end of the day positively. You know what I mean? Make sure everyone goes home, you know, healthy, not hurt, uh, happy, smiling and with some more money in their pocket. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just basic philosophies. Treat everyone like a customer, uh, treat everyone like a person. You know what I mean? Everyone has an off day. Um, talk to people like they're people, you know, no one works for me. We work together. Um, you know, having that kind of team building mentality and, and and teamwork mentality. That that's kind of how we roll. You know, I I believe in empowerment. I want to make sure all my people are so powerful that they can delegate and go right around me. Not to the sense that I'm worthless, but the fact that the more time I give them, and the less time they have with me, the more time they have making money, and the more I can help them do other things. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, it's just you know again teamwork. Same thing with hunting. You know what I mean? When we go into the field. I usually to talk to my guys, all right, where are you going, where are you going, where are you going? All right, cool, I'm going to hit this, you hit that, I'll hit beans, you hit transition, whatever we got to do. Um, we'll probably walk out together, we recap at the end of the night, um, so we can be better next time. I mean, it's the same, you know, it's, as far as, you know, leading a team there and leading a team in the field, it's just, you know, it's not really leading, it's just, it's teamwork, you know what I mean? It's communication, it's uh, it's going to the spots where, you know, people, people don't uh don't want to go I think uh, a very famous a, a quote I heard the other day from my buddy Glenn um, build your house on the extra mile because no one's willing to go travel there and I really kind of like that one you know what I mean go the mm-hmm. extra mile go to that go to that extra spot you know what I mean that's where those deer are hanging out um, and I think if you kind of take that mindset and you you know and I think a lot of it too is uh, you know pre you know, how much how much pre-hunting, you know, ops are you doing? Are you are you in the field in preseason, you know, scouting? Are you looking for sign? Are you are you looking at your trees? Do you know where you're gonna go? I think having that kind of you know preparation also is gonna make you ten times more successful in the field, both in sales and hunting.
0: Those are awesome words to live by, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah, all right, so so let's round this episode out with um, I guess this one final question. All right. Um, being that you have this experience leading people, you, you've had these experiences, um, I mean, leading people not only in work, but out in the field, um, you know, hunting and such. What is one bigger piece of advice that you offer the people you lead, whether at work or in the woods, um, that you would offer to a brand new hunter?
1: Mm. What, are, what kind of advice would I offer a brand Have fun, all right? I think, I think you know, even I suffered from this right when I got into the game. Um, everyone wants to kind of, you know, be the next Cam Haynes or the next Dudley or the crispy Be real There's nothing wrong with that at all. But be you, you know what I mean? Enjoy it for you, you know what I mean? And, and one thing I, I kind of realized after a while was like, you know, I could talk about hunting with my friends at hunt, but like I was, I became like almost obsessed with it and talking to people who just, <laughs> just didn't care, right? Like I think yep. my parents and my, 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 my siblings were just like, you know, my friends were like, "Gee, geez, we get it. You'll hunt, you know, it's like, all right, I, I could tell this bag a little bit, but make it, you know, make it something that you enjoy. You know, if you start putting in that effort and you start, you know, not liking it or, or, or or maybe you're going too hard or you're spending too much money or whatever it is, and you're not enjoying it. take take a step back. Go shoot some phone. go, go have some you know, go shoot some some courses with your buddy. You know what I mean? Throw a couple dollar bills up on that target there and see who makes the most money there. Make it fun again. Um, one of the things that I really enjoy doing is I'm very analytical. I'm very, you know I have account I'm an accounting major. i I really like building arrows. I you know I, you know DCA customs, Um, what's his name? Coda, you know, our boy Coda. Those guys are those guys are awesome. I love just talking with those guys about building arrows and what they think and you know what what works best and things like that. You know, I'm a gearhead too. I love trying out new gear and things like that. And, you know, just just make it fun. You know, if if it's not fun anymore, try something else. And, you know, I'm a big, you know, I, I like Walk, you know, stalking. I like walking around, just, you know, sitting still and having something walk in front of me and bam, getting it. I just, that's so much fun to me. I just recently got into saddle and and, saddle and tree stand hunting, you know what I mean? And,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a
1: big, I'm not a big aerial guy. I don't don't like being off the ground, but I'm going to try, you know what I mean? Something new, you know? And I think that uh, if you keep it fresh and you don't take yourself too seriously, you're going to have a lot more fun with it and you're going to see a lot more success. So I I guess that's how I end that one
0: nice thank you thank you for that because those are some awesome words to to not only live by but uh, to pass on to others I right, brother yo thank you for taking the time out to to speak with me sit and speak with me um hopefully we'll run into each other because I mean you know with all this I don't want to call it nonsense, but with with everything going on in the country today, in terms of COVID and such, hopefully, you know, at least our the northeast events will get back to normal, and you and I can, uh, you know, meet up again at the uh, the outdoor show. Because I def- if if we don't get the opportunity to hunt together this fall, definitely link up at this show next year. Because what was it like Absolutely. February, right?
1: Yeah, it was it was early. I want to say it was like very really early fair, but- quarter one. Yeah, it was like yeah. It was right after, um, because that year I was also at, um, what's it called, Uh, ATA. I went to that as well. And then that was a few weeks later, which was awesome. And I really like that show because the Maven guys were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you really saw a lot of stuff in there, and I think there was actually a three D shoot that they had there too, which was kind of fun. Yeah,
0: So yeah, it was really cool. It was my first, my first experience of any type of show like that because the biggest type of convention you could say I've ever attended has been a uh, Comic Con in New York City. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to me, I feel like shows like ATA and and the Great American Outdoor Show that's like the the uh comic-con for hunters you know what I'm saying yeah so it was it was really dope to be able to see that i had hoped to make it out to ata this past year but that's not that didn't happen um yeah. and hopefully if all goes well i might be able to attend ata next year as well as the the greater market outdoor show so i try to go to attend things that are fairly close to home so as like not to you know piss off the family you know what i'm saying yeah, got i don't it. i don't want to be the dad, that, the dad that's you know always away but uh definitely want to make <laughs> it out to an hta
1: oh um, well, you gotta bring to him an idea down like you gotta uh, yeah, bring yeah, him dude, down to I'm maryland trying. for the weekend
0: there you go dude you i'm right trying i'm trying <laughs> sounds good all right, brother. Listen. Thank you again for taking the time. Out. I really appreciate you sitting talking with me. Um, I appreciate it. And I definitely know my listeners appreciate it.
1: Yeah. No. I thank you for thank you for taking the time, man. And you know, anyone wants to hit me up, uh, please feel free. I you know, I I only have my own two cents, and it's only you know, not worth that much. But anyone needs help, no, us, you you, you give me it. a
0: shout, man you've been a you've been a wealth of information um for me or a good a good source of information for me um where can they find you as a matter of fact if if anyone wants to hit you up on social media um or anything like that
1: yeah i'm the underscore dude 68 uh actually cliff thank you so much for saving episode 68 for me that's like one of my favorite numbers you know got got my boy in Mir yager you know i'm a big hockey guy so uh but, yeah, I, you know, just anyone needs anything at the underscore dude 68 um, was a level two archery coach. I think I have to renew it sometime soon here. But, you know, I love talking gear. I, I, you know, I mess with a lot of products. I, I have you know a bunch of targets and things like that in my backyard that I shoot, build arrows. I love just talking shop about, about just archery in general. So you guys want to chat, hit me up, man. Uh, Cliff, thank you so much for the time and uh, really appreciate this podcast too. It gets me through the day. I man, man. Uh,
0: appreciate that, brother. All yeah. right, man. Yo, stay safe. Be blessed. You, you too, buddy. All right. Got to thank John again for taking the time out to join me on my lunch break, sit and talk. Um, it's always a pleasure speaking with him um like he he mentioned his instagram handle is at the underscore dude 68 give him a follow on instagram um he's a wealth of information he's always really cool about sharing it so go ahead and hit him up um sorry about that truck that just passed but like i said um i'm in the back of my delivery truck during my lunch break um just having fun recording these and having some good conversation with some good people Alright, with that being said, folks, uh, be on the lookout for another episode dropping very, very soon. A lot sooner than you think. Alright? Uh, remember, y'all, stay blessed. Remember to respect everybody's journey, even when it's not your own. And, hey, if you can't hunt hard, hunt smart. Have a blessed one, y'all.
1: That local train. The next stop is...